and welcome to our penultimate episode of the season, episode nine. Baby, Krishma, we made it. <laughs> We're actually sitting in the same room recording for the first time ever. We thought this would be a lot harder than it is. It's very easy. It's much easier than when we had to coordinate it <laughs> via, via FaceTime slash Zoom slash figuring out headphones slash figuring out Wi-Fi. Oh, God. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah. The first few episodes were really hard. I think all the episodes have been really hard. Oh, okay. Well, okay, so I say that only because I do some of the editing and yeah. mixing. And so I always get anxious about, like, sound quality or when there's, like, other things happening. But now that it's one track, we're both to blame. Yes, correct. <laughs> it can't just be like, oh, Krishna's audio sounded really good and Carissa sounded like trash. Or vice versa. It was never really the vice versa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so episode nine. We've gotten, um, I'm not going to say rave feedback. We've gotten feedback. And I'm, like, pretty stoked because... Essentially, what this feedback has told us is that we are we are signing up for a second season. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I didn't expect people to actually, like, like wholeheartedly listen to our content in the way that they do. Like, I expected people to listen to an episode here or there, but didn't expect, like, consistent audience. Yeah. Things I've learned. Uh, one, people might know too much about my life. I might need to dial that back. <laughs> yeah, also, like, if, like, some people that... I don't want knowing a lot about my life. If they listen to this podcast, they will know a lot about my life. So that's awkward. Part two. Um, maybe this is the introduction to my memoir. Uh, as you know, I want to write a memoir. Or want someone to write... Do our memoirs? I want someone to write about me. I want to be... Written about. Yes. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Is that not something that you want? I mean, it's nice. Okay. <laughs> I see that this is not going to go anywhere, but okay, hypothetically, um, the reason this comes up is because I love reading memoirs. I also love reading like autobiographies mm. um, and then comparing them to biographies. So right now I'm reading one about Eleanor uh, Roosevelt mm. um, and it's from the perspective of or like centralized around her relationship with a reporter, Hick, and their love. Um, many people don't know this, but Eleanor Roosevelt was not like faithful to She's married to, which president? FDR? Yeah. Ivy. He cheated, but she also had a lady. Loved this. Did anyone else learn? No one learns this in school. Yeah. All you learn is FDR, rest in peace. I don't know. It's like a king thing where you say something. I, whatever. Uh, He had like polio and like was, I also forgot this. Yeah, I don't remember any of this. He was um, not paraplegic. Uh, You know what I'm trying to say? No. Okay. He could not walk. So all of the photos of him are also, they like made his wheel, yeah, waist up. And like, they wouldn't have action shots of him like getting out of cars or being lifted. Oh, wow. uh, so their family was very close to the press. And then um, Hick, she got assigned to follow like Eleanor and what she was doing because she was a very active member of the Democratic Party while FDR was like still recovering and like trying to get mobility back. Um, and then they became lovers, and I'm obsessed with this book. That sounds really cool. Yes. I don't remember any of this. I also don't remember anything I learned in American history. I'm same. also 99% sure that I never took it. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was required. I don't... Th- so I think it... When did you take it? In high school, like 10th or 11th grade. I don't think I took it. What? <laughs> I genuinely don't think I took American history. Like, it wasn't required in your school? I'm sure it was. 
My school also had this weird where the only thing that was required all four years, I believe, was math and science. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I went to like a math and science ish. Oh, okay. And I think like I was supposed to learn Amer- like U.S. history in middle school, but I like uh, that's when I transitioned in, so I think I missed it. Ah. Alternatively, I also blacked out a lot of my um, youth because I was a terrible monster, so that could have been that year. <laughs> Sophomore year seems. I also right. have blacked out a lot of my youth. Well, not even youth. Like I've just blacked out like last year. What? What? <laughs> no, <laughs> last year was pretty great. Um, I've blacked out like moments. Like I have. Like sometimes my friends will be like, "You remember that time when like my ex girlfriend texted you?" And I'm like, "I'm thinking about a specific example." I also know what example this um, is. <laughs> and I'm like. No. And he's like, no, no, yeah, my ex-girlfriend texted you and tweeted about you, and it was, like, a whole thing, and we fought about it for days, and I was like, I really don't remember this. And I, like, literally, like, suppressed the memory of it. Yeah, the brain has a very powerful way of protecting you. It's weird. I mean, when you said last year, it was actually pretty great. I agree. Last year, I think, might have been my best year of living so far. Yeah. Like, best and worst. Yeah. I understand that. It was the most tumultuous. I had a lot of... It was a daily... There was a lot of change in your life last year, I think. Your team got to know me too well. Yep. Shout out to Henry. Henry Carr, if you're listening, my God, <laughs> what a trooper. Like, you were... Every morning and evening, he would see you, like, come by and rant to me and, and then proceed to walk away. And Henry would just, you know, just listen to Carissa's rants with me. It's also unfortunate because... Um, we're fortunate, I guess, in the way that your desk was set up, your back was behind, like, your back was to the aisle, and you were at the very end of a little aisle. Yeah. So I had to walk past your entire team. Right, to get to To me. get to you. And sometimes I would just wait there until you noticed my presence. Yeah, and sometimes and, like, it would be, like, multiple minutes. Yeah, and your whole team was just, like, turning around and being like, oh, Krishma, she's here. <laughs> <laughs> no one really, I mean, whenever people visited me and my team, my team would heckle them. Yeah. Because I sat in the center of the yeah. pod. Whatever. But speaking of jobs, we did, <laughs> whatever. Um, I had a dream last night that I quit again. <laughs> <laughs> we were not going to talk about this during this episode. <laughs> I don't know what's bringing it on, but maybe I just like quitting my job. I like my job a lot right now. Like I don't, so I'm trying to avoid saying that I love my job because I think one, that might put too much pressure on it right now. Right. And two, I'm trying to not put as much pressure on like just the career part and I know this even started out as a podcast about like your career and we didn't talk about it last much as much last time as much but something that you and I have been talking about is like well what does being a boss mean and like what does it mean to have a fulfilling career would you ever consider starting your own business yes okay the reason I ask is because when you said that like you kind of fantasize about quitting jobs like this is a thing that you do um, but like, I kind of get it because like, I know people who also do that. And those are the same people that like also fantasize about starting their own businesses. But have there ever been like, I guess when you say, do I want to start my own company or like start my own business? What, like, do you want to do that? And if you did, like, what would your product be or what would your business do? Cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I would want to full time start my own, um, business and turn it into like my life because I do weirdly enjoy corporate America Mm. I I actually like being here um that being said though I want to start like fucking 500 side hustles 
Hmm. Um, I want to open a coffee shop, which um, <gasps> Harris Faruqi, if you're listening, I'm going to open my coffee shop before you open yours. Let it be known. Yeah, because I'm on Team Karishma um, Harris. Unless you pay me more, and then I will switch teams. We had, teams. like, a fun fact thing. Like, we had a bunch of new people start, and, mm-hmm. like, all the team leaders went around and, like, did fun facts. And literally, Harris was like, I want to start because my fun fact is the same thing as Karishma's, and I want to say it before her. I'm going to open a coffee shop. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's just rude. <laughs> Way to call me out. Um, no, so I want to open my own coffee shop. I do want to, like, more as, like, a nonprofit type of thing, just to give back to the community. I do want to eventually open up a studio that I charge – very little for dancers and artists to rent out so that like i don't the point is not to make a profit the point is just to allow yeah yeah just cover expenses and allow artists a space to create which Mm -hmm. would also be my space to create yeah um sorry so i just made this like huge gasp because one of the things that i want to do like similarly to that is one for visual mediums because i'm having such a hard time finding studios and that's like one of the things that's I'm dictating, like, or directing where I live. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to find neighborhoods that have access to these spaces. Because I can't... I will pass out if I try to make a dark room in my house. Correct. Yeah. I considered it during, like, quarantine. I was, like... So, I have a 4 by 4 space on the deck. I was going to try to, like, drill, I guess, a little hole in the door and, like, create a little vent so I didn't pass out. But it's, like, the perfect space to create a mini dark room for developing. It is. But you also need running water. <laughs> it's a closet. Well, well, life. So um, studio space, coffee shop. Coffee shop. I also like. I really enjoy like. I really enjoy social media in general. I do think it's a. It, I don't know. I have a love hate relationship with social media. I hate it because it can often fuel like fake news, and it can often like just lead to a lot of like anxiety and things like that. Um, but also I like social media because I do think it is a platform to share your work and your art um, and your opinions and thoughts and so on. Um, and it is a place to like have meaningful conversations. Um, so I don't know where I'm going with this, but like I do want to find a way to like monetize some of my creations online. Hmm. You know what's weird? As I thought about like uh, when I'm thinking, when you asked me like, do I want to like open a business or be an entrepreneur? The answer is yes. But I also realized that none of my ideas generate money. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Or, or let me phrase that, that like profit isn't uh, factored into the immediate idea of right. me saying like, oh, this is very profitable. But I, I think that's okay. Like, it's funny too, because a lot of it is like creating spaces in communities that I'd want to do and yeah. like not necessarily franchising them, but like um, figuring out, like we were clearly not a great model for me to go after. Um, but more of, like, that type of, like, co-working space, but for, like, just, like, creative places mm-hmm. and creative things. So it doesn't – it's not dedicated necessarily towards people that are working remotely. Mm-hmm. But I always feel bad if I go to a coffee shop and I just write because I'll get, like, a coffee or I'll get a coffee every two hours, but I could sit there all day. Mm-hmm. Um, some community spaces are very open about this being a place to gather and so like, I, I guess I'd want to maybe not just explicitly a coffee shop, but more of that vibe of like a community space that can like have like food and like beverage or whatnot, but you can come and sit and just read. Mm-hmm. You can come and sit and like rent out little like spaces. So like we would put like a little reserved thing. So it's not like you're in a room, but you can have it for like book clubs or yeah. like community meetings. Um, but it would definitely want to have like part bookshop, part cafe, because I just am a consumer of coffee. Um, but I want it to be a space where people feel comfortable to gather. And I think 
that those organically happen in some communities, but they're very lacking in others. Yeah, I think, like, I, I agree that, like, though profitability isn't, like, the thing that you're thinking about at the forefront of your mind regarding a community, I do think that there are ways, um, tested ways to make that possible. Um, for example, like a very low like entry fee or membership mm-hmm. fee. Um, and I say very low because like the whole concept of, now I'm getting techie, but like the whole concept of like testing that hypothesis first, right? Like would people pay for a community like this? And like, it's only a community if there's more multiple people willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets tricky, but I agree that like some places do have that sort of natural way to like congregate and build things. And I think the dance community worldwide is one of those I don't know, community types that like naturally can just get together and create. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's other types of art that aren't, um, that don't naturally do that. Yeah, and it's, it's I think, well, it's similar to like when you think about more of um, less writing, more about like visual arts and mediums. Like there are a lot of, like the model is a Bauhaus of like having um, people come together almost like semi-permanently um, because I think about groups that, of creators that are their work is very dependent on one another mm. um either explicitly or or just as a byproduct of interacting with them and something that i miss is that piece of community and and that comes with trust so i think i'd want it to be like that combination of you have like anchors there of like resident artists so to speak and yeah. then you also have people that can just like literally come because um, I've been trying to even like thinking about like finding studio spaces or like, renting out like a studio time it takes like I have to pay up front to be committed to like taking a spot right. there versus like do you have it for people like me who also have like a job yeah not saying that I do that job great because I did say earlier that I wanted to quit <laughs> um, no I see what you're saying though and I also think there's something about physical space that translates a lot to sort of like mental well-being is that Hmm, interesting. My mental well-being has been shaky, and so have my physical spaces. So that tracks. Like, I don't know. I don't have any science or any research to back this up, but I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I'm also watching this show on Netflix (laughs) called What If, and there's an episode that, like, that basically... So the guy, like, takes mushrooms at one point. (laughs) Where's this going? In, In the show, and he, like, talks about how nothing in his home is something that he's created. Um, or he has paid for or he has brought there's no piece of furniture that he feels really like excited about mm-hmm. and so he needs to like go and take that physical space in his home and like literally like manifest his being there um, and so anyway that episode combined with my thoughts around like me living at home right now and like I'm very blessed to have a family with like a very large home but I still don't feel like I have space and I get into this conversation a lot with my parents of like my parents are like, what do you mean you don't have space? We live in a huge home. Like, there's multiple rooms where you can have your space. But it's different, right? It's it's one of those things where it's, like, a space that you can call your own and that you have put effort into and that you feel yourself and authentic and comfortable in, I think translates a lot to, like, sort of mental oh health my and well-being. Um, yeah. And so creating a physical community space is part of that, mm-hmm. I think, as well. It's not just, like, to get the job done or to have explicit conversations. It's also a place where people can call sort of a second home like there was a studio we used to practice in all the time and like over time it started kind of feeling like my second home because I was there so much and I had so many great experiences there and I had a lot of frustrating moments there and it like literally felt like a home Mm -hmm. Um, no I 100% agree and it's this idea where sometimes places in particular are quite anchoring to you Um, 
Yeah. We joke about it, but uh, I love my couch and I love like the way that I've been able to like make my apartment right now feel like a home. And I think part of the reason I'm struggling to find a new place is because I have grown very emotionally attached to a specific place. And like that doesn't happen to me. Actually, no, that's not true. I love my studio in Baltimore too. And I think it's because like you said, like I've been able to create and provide everything in that space for myself. Like the furniture is always stuff that like not only have I like paid for, but things that I've also like like spent time investing in and like trying to create a place that like feels homey to mm-hmm. me. And like the decor and everything changes a lot. But I realize I also never hang any of my art. Yeah. Actually, yeah, there's nothing hanging in your apartment. Yeah, no, I have nothing hanging on my walls. Huh. I didn't notice that. I did. I always have. Interesting. It's something that for some reason, I'm like a huge fan though of like high ceilings, high, lot of window, lot of light. And I very rarely hang things in apartments. But it doesn't look like lacking decor. Thank you. Like usually when you have like bare walls, you're like, ah, oh, you need something there. But yeah. yours don't look like that because you have other types of decor, I think. I'm very big on like, you're look- just looking around. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm curious. Um, I'm very big on like having like dedicated spaces, but also texture and like warmth. Yeah. Doing like bright colors. Um, I re- I mean, oh, so my plants are like a year old. This is the first time I've kept plants alive. Yeah, that's impressive. Honestly, thank you. Their names are Carl, Lenny, and Stan. KLS. Nice. True life. But what is your... So we talked about this a little bit. You and I keep exchanging on Instagram. Um, you said that you really like social media. Something that we've been exchanging is like home decor things. Yeah. Please explain to me your dream house because I can't figure it out based on the things that you've said so, to me. <laughs> where do you want to live? Because you're okay. also looking for places. Yeah. So there's a difference between my like end state dream house and like my next step, right? And I think no, that's why the you're same. like... They're the same. No. Yes. They're really not. <laughs> I cannot afford my dream house right what now. When you sent me, you sent me the link to these like beautiful like places <laughs> in Brooklyn. And I was like, wait, for you and Carthage, you're like, fuck no. Do you look at the price? I'm like, oh, <laughs> my bad. Just, you know, something I like. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think that's why it doesn't make much sense to you. Um, but the, the difference between... Okay. Let me start with like sort of next step, right? Next step for me is apartment. And I would love to have um, not a one-bedroom, but a two-bedroom or a one-bedroom with a den because I do want to have that extra space to, like, work slash work out um, that is completely removed from the bedroom. Um, I'm trying to, like, be better about, like, keeping work outside of the room. Um, Anyway, so open floor format that, like, has, like, kitchen with a counter maybe like a dining small dining table in between then leading into the living room and like basically if I'm doing dishes I should be able to see the like the the dining table couch and then tv you're that explaining makes sense. my apartment um no in your apartment you can't see the tv sorry I'll angle it better for you <laughs> it's just no but I understand what you're saying like having an open layout right yeah, yeah. and like because I want to be able to like move freely like that's the other thing I want to feel like I want a I, fucking island yeah. Like an island and like when they sink. Oh my god, that's yeah, a dream. I want an island too. Or at least a countertop like uh, against the kitchen that's big enough that I can put some stools at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like eat there. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so like open floor, extra space for like work slash workout slash dance, whatever. Um, and in terms of colors, I want like a really good mix of like lots of whites to like brighten it up. Mm-hmm. 
but also pops of color. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy this like teal color. Um, I know our listeners can't see it, but like the color of your vase over there. Oh, um, I love that color, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy this like teal color. So like lots of white with like a like a chair in the living room that is that teal color mm-hmm. or something like that. I also really like pink and things like that, but I understand that I will be moving in with my significant others. So like Our my significant other. Yep. Uh, so my color choices <laughs> may not. Everyone, that Karthik is like ours. Does Karthik know this? Yeah, he like like binge listened to like three of our last episodes, and he was like, "Wait, you talk about me a lot." Yep. Yes, I do, Karthik. Um. What? Oh. Yeah. So like my pops of color may not be as like friendly to Karthik's. Karthik can, interests can deal with it. Just Car- yeah, whatever. Um, that's the one thing I do like. And and after having lived with a roommate, um, I do like that I don't have to consider anyone else's tastes. Yeah, because I'm I don't I don't think I have a very heteronormative male uh, vibe in my apartment. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I don't think they would want to live here. No, but it's also not like overly. Like, stereotypically feminine. Thank you. It's kind of like my wardrobe. <laughs> I like how you said warm, because that it, it is what it feels like. Your apartment feels warm. But not, like, like too much stuff around in the summer that, like, pisses you off. It's just, like, you you walk in and you feel, like, home. Yeah. I mean, right now it is a, right now it is a hot mess, because um, I kind of want to, like, I'm not going to post, but the, the conversation minutes, moments before, when you're like, I'm here, and I'm like... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm fully, like, naked out of the shower. Uh, just come up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, um, dream home staying. Like, I think, like, something I like, I, uh, I normally don't do is I normally don't take a lot of stuff with me when I move. So I moved to this apartment pretty easily, like, with, like, my car. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I got this furniture, though, delivered here. And I'm like, I don't really want to part with the couch. I could part with the table. I love my kitchen table, though. Um, I love my furniture. Uh, I think they're pieces that were worth investing in. That being said, my new place, I I think as much as I love, uh, I love having a bedroom where I can, like, close off, I do think I'm looking at studios because I do miss having just, like, a super, super open floor plan. Yeah. Um, you know how you have this like uh, thought about division of like work and bedroom. I have now been working in my bedroom, yeah. and I've been so much better at work because this area I'm pointing at my living room is my like actual place to decompress. Yeah, so I think it's less about like bedroom versus work room, and it's more just like what's the space that I use for relaxation um, and decompress, like you said, versus the, the space where I where the goal is productivity. Yeah. Um, but how do you fall asleep in your bed? Very easily. And with melatonin and, oh, okay. uh, like, uh, medication. <laughs> uh, not this week. So this week I haven't slept, which is also why I'm very hyper right now. Uh, because I'm on call for work, so I don't want to take my meds that help me sleep. Right. Because I will sleep through my calls. Right. Um, but normally, it's with the help of melatonin, maybe some Xanax, some clonazepam, citalopram, all the prams, and some good old benzos. All of these are prescribed to me. I don't know why I'm listing them. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'll say it every fucking episode. If you need anything, see a mental health like professional. See a therapist. Yes, all of the above are prescribed. 
All is well. All is well in, in Chris Zukowski. Well, all is as well as it can be. Um, but we talk about dream homes, and something I realize I am so... Um, I guess it doesn't even come into my head is I don't have a need to ever want to purchase a house. Like, I don't have that desire to be a homeowner. Is that something that you want? I mean, the only reason I want to be a homeowner is because I eventually do want a family, and so I want space. And it, once you get to a certain, like, square footage, um, Chris is yelling at me because I'm talking to her instead of at the laptop at which we are recording audio. Um, shake you. You little, <laughs> little nugget. Um, no, but the reason... I want to be a homeowner is because I want to um, eventually have a family, and so I need space. And so once you get to a certain square footage, like, it financially makes more sense to buy a home. But that being said, though, like, that's under the assumption that I stay in that home for many, many years, right? Like, I don't know what our lives are going to look like if we're going to have to travel every year. Like, who knows, right? Yeah. When you say our lives, I assume you mean yours and mine. <laughs> I in my head I realize that you're probably thinking about Karthik but Correct. I'm thinking about us that's great I love that oh my goodness whatever no but like so the reason I ask you that is because I've been like naturally I've been on social media I think too much during this lockdown um and something that I, I took like a week off I remember I deleted it you've done that same um I'm probably gonna do that again soon maybe during our season intermission too uh, just because I realized that like it started I've started to change some of the things that I quote-unquote want and I don't know if it's actually because I want them or because I see other people with this life and I've become envious of that life yeah. so I associate those things to getting their happiness yeah like I want to absorb it through osmosis of that stuff and it's not possible but because for a second I was like maybe I get a house and it's like oh my Whoa. god yeah that's a lot especially knowing that I am me yeah and your life is interesting right now thank you in terms of location thank you uh, <laughs> my life has like never been dull correct i create the chaos though i know i create the chaos yeah but it's like that's who you are and that's fine i am chaos <laughs> um but it's something to like when we talk more about social media um something that i've been seeing i think on both ends of the spectrum and you and i've discussed this is like body image during COVID, especially because there's always this narrative of like summer body and getting a beach yeah. body and then there's also then all those like natural responses of like this is my body i'm at a beach bite me yeah and i've always been in that camp outwardly but i don't think internally i've ever like comfortably been in that camp you yeah know what I mean? yeah i think body image is interesting right now i have been working out quite a bit um but it's not for the first time in my life it's not about getting to a certain number or a certain image. Um, yeah, of course, like, I'm I'm not saying I'm, like, suddenly enlightened. Like, I do, of course, have those days and those moments where I'm like, wow, I wish my thighs didn't look like that. I wish, like, my boobs weren't as big. Like, whatever it might be. But at the same time, like, my goal when I wake up every morning and work out or, like, after work when I work out I it's I don't work out because I'm like oh gotta get skinnier gotta lose weight gotta build certain muscle mass I work out literally truly because of confidence mm -hmm. like I want to feel good about myself and I know that like that physical exercise and I've always known that physical exercise makes me feel good and I've always known that because I've always danced mm -hmm. and so if dance makes me feel good granted working out is slightly different it's a different type of moving different type of movement but I know that that sort of release will make me feel good 
um, and is also good for me, like, truly just from a health perspective. So I feel really good about, like, my sort of, like, workout life right now. I don't feel great about, like, the, the food that I'm consuming and the alcohol I'm consuming because I'm drinking a lot of wine. A I'm lot. actually not drinking that much anymore. Wow. I know. I'm impressed. I'm concerned. <laughs> Maybe it's because you actually like your job. I don't I, uh, I think, whatever, I don't know. I think you, you're, you're talking about something too. Like I used to, I remember I was in such an unhealthy place when I was in like high school, especially where I would work out in this like equation piece of my mind. And I was counting calories and it was yeah. being like, okay, if I work out for this amount of time for this duration, like at this like exhaustion level, I'll burn these many calories. That means I can eat these many calories or whatever fuck that like my fitness pal thing um totally ruined and fucked me up because i'm also like very number oriented and like insane like that but i remember that sometimes i fall back into that habit of like do i deserve food yeah um and that's like a really dangerous thing and i've realized now i've been in this mindset and trying to remind myself that movement is good no matter what it is so like that's why i really really enjoy yoga like not also just power yoga which is what i practice uh like in studios but just movement for the sake of like my body like I've actually pulled part of my rotator cuff trying to I've been trying to do headstands in lockdown and so I practice it every day and I got a little overzealous and I hurt my rotator cuff and the one thing that I missed the most was just moving in the morning and so I would sit outside of my deck and go through that ritual still of light movement it wasn't the same uh and I started to feel like confident again in just it's not to burn calories it's not to like you said like attain a certain body type it's for me because I enjoy it right yeah and it's interesting that you say that because I also had a very unhealthy relationship with counting calories um probably like a year or so ago maybe a little bit more um but now I still actually do use that app I use my fitness pal and I do occasionally count calories but it's from a different lens right I'm not counting calories first of all I don't count calories every day I'm not that consistent um but also it's less about counting calories and more about just being more aware of what I'm putting into my body yes so instead of eating that full bag of chips just because I'm bored like by me pulling out my app doing something with it right scanning that like QR code whatever it is I am able to understand like looking at the nutrition information what's going into my body in a day-to-day basis and it's becoming more about like okay I just worked out for an hour and I lifted weights um, I, my body probably needs protein right now. The reason I'm so exhausted is because I went vegetarian and I started working out and I wasn't getting enough protein and iron all at the same time. And so there were days where I was like, I could sleep for three days straight. Like that's mm-hmm. how exhausted I am. Yeah. And a lot of it was mental health related too, but like just being more aware of like, okay, what I need right now is iron and protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what foods can I eat that will get me that? Right. And just, I don't know. I, I haven't gotten the food thing figured out yet. Um, but I don't know these apps are very like you have to be sure that you're using them for the right reason I think before you use them because otherwise they can become very dangerous yeah and that's the whole thing too it's like everyone has a very different in like relationship with their body and like there's no like you're saying like right or wrong reason or way to do it and it's also I think just like the timing and the circumstance of everything as well like I I have times where it's very helpful to be mindful of what I'm eating and sometimes it's more like I can't dwell on like think about like what I ate all week because then I'll like try to compensate or fix things and it's like I also have just loads of anxiety that hasn't been 
deduced by our audiences or <laughs> the number of medications that I've listed. Uh, and, and I think reaching this point of um, more accepting that my body is a bag of skin and bones, as someone once told me, uh, that gives me the ability to do what I want. And I'm so fortunate to be able-bodied. Right. Um, to be able to move is something that I I take for granted, quite yeah. frankly. Um, and I'm trying to be kinder to my body, which is, I think, so much easier said than done because I I realized that I would say that and, like, I, I would tell younger girls about body image and things like that. And then I myself would not wear certain things that I loved because, like you said, you have a bad day and you just don't feel great. And that's yeah. okay. Uh but sometimes it takes over. Yeah, it's dangerous when it takes over. I also think, like, part of the reason I care about, I used to care so much about body image and calories and all of that was because of dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into oh, this, absolutely. yeah, I got into this weird place of, like, I'm already really short and that's not, like, the ideal look of a dancer. And so to make up for it, I've got to, like, have abs and I've got to have some curves, but only curves in the right places. And like all those things and that narrative in my head now uh, has shifted a little bit more it's not all the way there yet but has shifted a little bit more to yes I still need fitness for dance but more so so that I can have the ability to move my body in the ways that I want to move it uh, to execute certain pieces of choreography and less about um, like what does that fat look like what does do my thighs look like what clothes am I wearing when I'm dancing right so there is still that relationship of like workout nutrition with my love for dance but it's shifted less about to be less about like what people think of it and more about how do I make sure my my body and my nutrition um make dancing better and easier for yeah. me yeah yeah no that makes sense it's something when I, I mentioned trying to do a headstand a lot of that is like core strength so I've been doing a lot more yeah. like, uh not targeted things but like muscle groups that I had previously not taken the time to care much about core has always been one of them but especially like my shoulders and Mm -hmm. upper body and like my neck because I'm also prone to like I've had shoulder injuries before so I'm also very nervous about these things so I'm trying to build my like mental strength around my body and all this crap but uh the reason I, I thought about it too is I used to not do certain poses or practice wearing certain things because of the way that my body would look like I could get into a pose and I could hold it and do the actual thing maybe not the best but I would become so become so self-conscious because like wait what like what's rolling out of my sports bra like what like are my leggings falling down like things that I should not be caring about because I'm supposed to be in this inclusive space and it took me finding the right studio like I practice at Empower Yoga and Ewing if anyone's in Jersey like they're great uh to find a space where I was comfortable and I didn't care what I looked like and no one around me cared what I looked like but I used to do yoga classes like in Baltimore and I would be like, oh my God, so yeah. many, so many skinny yoga bitches. You're all lovely. Not, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, if anybody is looking for other podcast content, I Weigh. Yes. By Jamila Jamil. I think we've talked about her before. Oh, um, such a lady crush on her. I love her. Oh my so God. Much. I would a hundred percent. I love her so much. Ooh. Her dog is adorable. I don't I, mm. Um, anyway, I was gonna make a dirty joke. But I was gonna make a dirty joke, but I did not because I'm an adult, damn it. And we are explicit, but not that explicit. Um, no, but her podcast, I Weigh, she brings on guests very often to talk about. Honestly, it's not just about weight; like it's a lot of just like different, um, like personality identifications and things like that. And um, 
really just being more inclusive and accepting of people as we are. Um, but anyway, it was formed, I believe, to talk about um, relationship with weight and body image and things like that. And I love that podcast. So you all should absolutely listen to it as well. Yeah. I realize we did talk a lot about this. Um, and I don't know if like, we always, we try to plan these things. Sometimes they go off the rail. I don't know if today's went off the rail, to be honest. I'll figure it out when I edit. There's about like a solid four minutes I need to edit out of just me laughing. Yeah. Yep, we'll figure that one out. But it has been 36 minutes. This is longer than we normally have done. Yeah, I mean, like, we honestly do want to hear from you. Apparently, Carissa has heard from a couple of you saying our episodes should be a bit longer um, because naturally people listen to podcasts as they're doing other things, which is great because the thought of you all just, like, listening to us and not doing anything else is kind of scary. Um. Yeah, (laughs) please don't do that. And if you do do that, don't tell anyone because it's weird. Yeah, don't tell us. I'm a little creeped out. Um... But um, yeah, I don't need, I, I, yeah, so, it, you know, it's slightly longer. Maybe it's like eight minutes longer, probably four, I don't know. Either way, <laughs> give us some feedback, penultimate episode. We are gearing up for season two. We don't, we don't really know what's going to change, so don't expect too much. But next week is our last episode of the season. We, ma- we committed. Yeah, we did. Ten episodes. Wow. During, <laughs> the, during also like a, a lot. <laughs> yeah, pandemic. Yeah. Um, like social justice uprisings, yeah. Like the me moving yeah. jobs, quitting jobs. Yeah, me moving back home. You moving home. It's been a lot. People becoming more okay with you, me, and Karthik dating. Like so much, <laughs> so much has gone on. Yeah, there's been a lot. Um, a lot of personal shifts, a lot of world shifts. But I'm proud of us. I'm proud of you. I'm fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the self-deprecation is rooted in so much confusion. I'm proud of you, Carissa. That's all I wanted to hear. Good. I am someone who needs affirmation. I understand. Oh my goodness. Um, well, on that note, it has been episode nine. We hope you enjoyed it. Give us feedback as usual. Um, yeah, next episode will be our last episode of season one, and we will likely take a bit of a break to do a little bit more planning because, quite honestly, our episodes aren't very planned out. Uh very indicative of my life yeah we don't we don't really know what we're doing um but anyway next episode will be our last episode of the season before a short break and then we will be back um i think season two will be longer too it'll be longer than 10 episodes i think so we'll we'll actually have social media presence maybe maybe we'll have some guests we we probably will have guests so if you want to be on our podcast I've got a couple people saying they want to be on our podcast. I don't. So if you are someone who is on the, I'll be on the groom side of the wedding. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. So like you have a bride and a groom side. Yeah. I'm the groom side. Why? Because um, I don't want to wear a dress. Okay, fair. So fuck, I don't remember the stereotypes of marriage, but whatever. So if you're on side Carissa and, and you want to be a guest, let me know because no one has come out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically prove to me that our three viewers are not all Christmas family. <laughs> All right, on that note, thanks for listening to episode nine. Bye.